As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Angel fans? This is another edition of the All Angels Podcast. I am Daniel Garcia. And on this episode, we're going to continue our look at fans that are continuously posting about the Angels Memorabilia Challenge. And so this week, my guest is Ryan Austin. Ryan, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Now, I, I, you're one of the couple people that have been going every single day with us as far as your Angel Memorabilia. But I want to go back probably before this. When did you become an Angel fan? Oh, man. You know, I, I, uh, I remember going to games when I was a little kid. Like, I mean, real little, five, six, seven, eight. I grew up about five minutes from the stadium, and I still currently live about five minutes from the stadium. But when I really, really became an Angel fan, I would have to say it was around 94. I was probably 11, 12 years old. Uh, My mom and I started going to games. Then, you know, the strike cut us a little short. But, you know, that season in 95, I have some really good memories of that season um, with my mom. My mom would always be the one that took me. So right around there. I noticed too, like you know, you you have so many uh, stuff, you know, signed pennants, signed balls. Is there anything? Um, do you remember your like your first member, first signed ball, signed memorabilia, signed you know whether whether it was a pennant, a ball, a T-shirt? Do you remember your first signed item at all? Well, it's kind of a funny story because it's a signed item, but it's not a signed item. So I, <laughs> I went to a game in '93, and I. I I got a program. I didn't have a lot of money growing up. So, you know, I was lucky if I got a program. Usually my uh, ticket stub was my souvenir. But uh, my dad bought me a program, and it had Gary DeSarcino on the cover. And we went home, and I was telling him, you know, how upset I was that I wasn't able to get an autograph, you know. Um, I didn't get any autographs that night. So my dad said, hey, you know, you want an autograph? I'll get you an autograph. <laughs> I said, oh, okay, cool. So I woke up in the morning, get ready for school, went out to the kitchen, and the program was on the table and my dad signed it in his name and he said here's your autograph <laughs> and i was like dad are you kidding me but you know I, I i tell you something looking back on that and and knowing that and remembering that i would do anything to have that program now right but, you yeah know, of course i don't have it but yeah and it's kind of funny like that i know with myself and and john and stuff we we uh we always talk about stuff that we had as a kid growing up that we we don't, we can't find it or it's gone or, you know, our mother's yeah. packed it away somewhere. So that's definitely, I, I definitely feel that story because there's a handful of things I wish I still kind of had, had growing from growing up and going to angel games or just sports uh, games in general. So when, when did you start really getting serious about your memorabilia collection? I mean, like I said, you got pens, hats, you know, uh, 
programs, all, well, I mean, you name it. Yeah. Um, I can remember, you know, in my early 20s, um, I always went to batting practice, and that was always my thing. Even now, I like going to batting practice. So, I mean, just, you know, back in those days, just catching baseballs out there. Like, that was probably my first pieces of memorabilia. And I would try to remember who hit the ball. You know, and I would take it home and put them in cubes, and then I would put the name on it. And I did that with a good friend of mine, um, Andy. We had season tickets, and, I mean, we went to every single game for a couple of years. We never missed games. You know, as as time went on and I was, you know, I was working and I was able to buy things, I would just pick up little things. And, you know, it wasn't always the autographs. You know, it wasn't always, you know, the nice pieces. Sometimes it was just the small, insignificant things. Like, I'm really into programs, um, ticket stubs, because that's all I had when I was a kid. Um, but, you know, as as I've gotten older, you know, I get other things, autograph balls. Most I get at spring training. Um, my better half is very kind and supports my angel's <laughs> addiction. And, uh, I mean, she's all for it. You know, she um, she buys me things that I would never pay for. Wow, that's you really know, so cool. She, yeah, she's really cool. She's all for it. So, Yeah, I, I'm and myself is lucky that way, too, where we have a handful of signed balls, a handful of bobbleheads, a handful of stuff like that, where, you know, yeah. she's like, all right, we'll just find somewhere to put it. And so we just constantly have a rotation of where we put stuff and where we have yeah. it displayed. Now, again, looking at some of your collection on your on your Instagram, and, and we'll get to your uh, Instagram tag in a second, but what on there, again, I mean, I'm looking at a, a – a Tyler Skaggs signed ball, a uh, Mark Langston signed ball on there, a, a GA two, uh, 2002 World Series signed ball. Like, what on there? Is there? Are you able to pick a favorite? It, it it's really really hard. Um, I grew up a huge Garrett Anderson fan, huge Garrett Anderson fan, and I still am now. Um, the Garrett Anderson All Star jersey that I have from 2003. It's probably my favorite thing that's posted on there right now. Um, I haven't got that signed yet, but it's coming, and <laughs> I hope to get that framed up. But um, I, I, if I can kind of spoil it now, I, I just got something that my better half bought me, and it's just incredible to me. And how she was able to find it, um, I don't know. But it is a home run derby baseball from 2003. It was used in a home run derby that's autographed by Garrett Anderson. Wow. So, yeah, dude, it's like, I mean, that is that piece is like the pinnacle of my collection right now, just because I'm such a huge Garrett Anderson fan. No, you know, that... I don't usually order, yeah, I don't usually order special cases or anything, but for this particular item, I did. You know, I spent good money on a really nice case, and you know, I, I can't wait to uh, get that displayed when the case comes next week. Yeah, I was to say that is something like you said, 2003 All Star Game. Um, yeah, and, and G had a great. Well, that that's the season he won the uh, home run derby too. So it's even yeah. a little bit extra on that one. Wow, that is that is yeah. a, definitely a, a really really good find. So yeah. nowadays, when you go to Angel Games, do you go out to games looking to get autographs? Like, do you take a couple balls just to kind of see who you get, or, or is it kind of sometimes it's just kind of luck that kind of happens where you're able to run into somebody and get a, get an autograph? I, I would actually say nowadays, um, I don't do that at all. Um, okay. I have graduated from that. Um, I get autographs in spring training. Okay. Um, that's what we do in spring training. But now I'll take my kids, you know, and I've taught them the ways of getting, <laughs> of getting autographs, of, you know, standing by the foul pole during batting practice. 
Um, my daughter, you know, she's come up with a trout autograph. Nice. She has a selfie with my trout, you know. But I, I kind of now I, I let my kids do that for me, you know. I'm almost <laughs> 40 years old, so I don't I don't do too much of that anymore. But. So you talk about spring training, and we love going to Tempe for spring training and, and checking it out. How many years now have you gone to spring training? Is it and is it something like a, a, a yearly tradition for you? Absolutely. This will be my 17th year. Wow. Coming up next year in a row, yeah. And you know, it went from going like one or two days to you know some years I didn't have a lot of money, so I just went you know one day or I didn't even stay a day. But the last couple of years, I would say the last four years, we've turned it into like a week-long trip where we go for like a week, and it's just awesome because we hit up all the different stadiums, we yeah. follow the angels around, you know. And I, I just love spring training. I love the games, but what I love even more about it is, is you know, before the games, I love going down to the minor league complex. Yes. And I, I love seeing, like, you know, the young players that are so, like, hyped to be there. You know, they're, like, 20, 21 years old. And, you know, they're so nice. And they're always willing to talk. And uh, we did that a couple years ago. And uh, we were watching Torrey Hunter Jr. hit. Mm-hmm. We go to a lot of 66-year games, too. Oh, we do, and, too. You know, yeah. And then coming down, there's Torrey Hunter Sr. And, you know, no one even realizes who it is. And, you know, we went up there and got his autograph and a picture and now, spring training is great. If you haven't been to spring training and you're a baseball fan, you know, you definitely have to get out there. Yeah, and that's kind of like that's kind of how why we go, too. Like, we'll go to spring training. It's, it will be us, the guys from Halo Haven, my wife. We'll, the four of us will all be down there for, like you said, like, we don't go for a full week, but we'll go a good five days, four or five days. But probably two or three of those days, we are down at the minor league park or minor league fields just talking to guys, seeing guys, watching, you know, BP and and, and – it's funny that you say that how Torrey Hunter Sr. was down there and kind of no one really recognized him. We were down there, I think, two years ago, and this is when Brandon Marsh was kind of coming up, and we were talking to him on the mm-hmm. side in the open where people can walk, and it's just funny that you know people were walking by, didn't even notice, and it's like some of these guys down here, like I don't know how many people realize it, are going to be, you know, whether it's with the Angels yeah. or other teams, they're going to be, you know, all-stars, you know, everyday players type of deals, and it's a great opportunity to see them then you know when they're young and and more you know obviously more accessible than if they were out uh you know up in the big uh big leagues and in the big park but yeah spring training i always have a blast talking about some of the young guys is there like an uh, autograph or anything like that from the younger generation of angels that you really want to get right now um i think i got the ones i wanted to get man um I came up with Matt Dice a couple years ago at spring training. Um, David Fletcher, who I love, I got at a 66ers game when he was there. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, most I'm pretty pretty driven when there's a guy I want to get signed. <laughs> I'll wait around. You know, I'll be that guy at spring training. I'll, I'll wait around for him, you know, to walk down the, the pathway and get their autographs. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we're, yeah. We're, we're similar to that way when we're able to uh, get, especially with Illinois Empire, it's a great opportunity, especially if, you know, some of the bigger names are rehabbing. Like last year, I know Upton was there, Middleton was there, mm-hmm. Noe was there. So that's also a great opportunity for fans to maybe can't get out to Angels game as much, but have opportunity to get to the Inland Empire games because of the you know the cost is definitely a lot cheaper than the Angel game. But yeah. you still see a lot of great talent that goes through there. So Ryan, I want to thank you again for jumping on with us real quick on the All Angels podcast. Again, you have a great great collection i mean again i'm just scrolling through your page you got nolan ryan baseball again mark langston baseball all signed hat signed you know 
it, it's it's yeah. really that is great i i mean i you know again thank you very much and and thank you you know for participating in the angels memorabilia challenge it's awesome to see um fans and, and their collections and what they've had uh you know over the years and some of this stuff isn't new some of the stuff is like you know obviously you need to have for for a while and it's really cool to kind of see it let it float up to the top again and let people see it so thank you very much oh definitely it's a lot of fun it's nice talking to you today i appreciate it Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Room Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. So again, I want to thank Ryan for uh, taking time out and, and talking about his collection. Again, um, follow him on Instagram. His Instagram is Ryan underscore Danger is my last name. Uh, a really cool collection and, and a lot of really great stuff that we mentioned in the podcast or in the interview. So kind of now going more into current news uh, baseball-wise, um, I guess the biggest news right now is obviously the players and the um, owners are trying to work out an agreement to try to get this baseball thing going. Um, the owners have proposed the um, deal to the Players Association. They are now kind of in negotiations with it. And then as I record this uh, today right now on uh, Wednesday night, there hasn't been a whole lot of news on whether or not um, – kind of how the negotiations are going. Uh, so before the negotiations ever got, before the, before the proposal even got to the players, it was leaked out about what the proposal was going to have in it. And, and some of the stuff in it um, would have been uh, like the universal DH, 82 to 81 game season, everyone playing in their own stadium. Um, but the dates that they're talking about where I think a lot of what baseball fans kind of picked up on and that is a spring training in June, probably early to mid-June, and then a start date of the season somewhere around July 4th, the holiday season, uh, July 4th this year being on a Saturday. So you can, you know, they want to do it on a Friday the 3rd and then kind of make a big thing on the 4th. But um, that was leaked out. And another thing that was leaked out was the revenue split that the owners want to be 50-50. And if you remember um, earlier this off season, kind of when the, everything first started, they talked about an agreement that the owners and players made about service time and about money and all that stuff. And, uh, just a quick recap of that. It was, um, service time, you know, what, even without a season service time will still count. So guys that are going to be a free agent at the end of this year, like your Mookie Betts, like your Andrelton Simmons, like the guys like that, um, 
they're still going to be able to get their free agency at the end of this year. And another part of it was uh, the money and, and a lot of players from what I, from what I remember, um, they agreed to take some kind of a pay cut as far as um, letting the owners kind of prorate, you know, their salary. If it's eight, if it's 80 something games then they get, you know, 80 something games checks. So, you know, if they play half the season, they get half their annual salary. So, you know, that was already agreed upon. And now it kind of got leaked that the owners want to take more of that money back from the players. And I think seeing people's reactions, fans, either on our social media and other social media, I think a lot of the fans don't understand that. Um, they see it as the players wanting their full amount. And it's not necessarily the full amount where they get paid per year, but they already agreed to. You know, let's just say a player makes $10 million a year. If they play half the season, they agree to pay that player $5 million because half the season, half the pay, that's fine. But now they want to try and take it a step back and do this revenue split of 50-50, which, you know, what the revenue that owners are losing. Um, but if you put that 50-50 split, it is kind of in, in a way a salary cap. And, and people that know baseball and have been following baseball for so so many years – Baseball is one of the was not one of the it's the only sport that does not have a salary cap. Um, it's been like that for a very long time. The strike in the '90s was a that was a big point, and that's why you lost a World Series. The fact that the owners tried to get a, a salary cap then, it didn't work. So, you know, obviously the safety and all that stuff has a lot to do with whether or not the season's going to start. But it does seem like the main topic of that is going to be the money aspects. The owners wanting more money back. Owners. Um, aren't willing or wanting to pay players their full amount that they kind of already agreed upon, which is to me kind of weird. Um, But yeah, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot out since then. And I kind of like to think about it as I saw this, I heard this on the radio is, you know, this kind of negotiation uh, that the owners and the, and the players started, it's kind of like they started the game and they're still in the first inning, you know, they're still in the first inning with negotiations and working it through to where to get baseball. Um, not only do you have to worry about the negotiations, but you also have to worry about um, the health aspect of it. Can they agree upon, you know, how they're going to test, if they're going to test and all that stuff. So that's going to be a, a real big issue coming up. But it, it's cool that it kind of got the ball rolling and stuff is going on. But like I said, it, it does seem like it is in the first inning of this game, if you want to call it that. Uh, still a lot to, can go on. A lot can change. Uh, you know, as far as cities opening up, cities not opening up, um, if you're – uh, out of the LA area, you know, we're in the LA Empire Riverside, so we're not too far from LA, but LA got extended to where their staying home order order just got extended to the end of July. And then if MLB's idea of a fourth of July kind of start date that that's really gonna affect the Dodgers. So there's stuff like that that they really have to um look at and try to figure out as far as, you know, getting this going. But like I said, it's very early. The money issue definitely seems to be the big issue, and and it's just kind of you know it's it's funny how people are, are are quick to jump on the players for not accepting the deal um, when it's like hey the owners already agreed to something and it's already kind of one of those things where um, you know athletes only have so many amount of years that they can make money. These owners, I mean, they're making money until they're you know either decide to sell the team or they die. <laughs> You know, so um, me personally, I've seen a lot of anti-player stuff floating around myself. Um, 
you know, if if this is the thing that holds back baseball from starting, I'm fine with that because I truly believe um, that these athletes need to make money. These athletes need to capitalize on the ability to make money for the as as small a window as a lot of these guys have. Um, yeah, you have guys that are you know, 12, 13, 14 year veterans that are going to have a good career, but that's not the story for everybody. And everyone needs to kind of capitalize on what they, they can make. So, um, you kind of hope that the owners are already kind of saving a little bit of money by having the draft only five rounds. And that's a whole nother topic. Um, obviously they cut it down from 40 to five that became official this week as well, but it's just interesting to see how many people are kind of pro, um, are kind of pro uh, um, ownership, I guess, in this aspect where, you know, they're the kind of the ones that's holding everything up. And if they, they should honestly pay the players what they already agreed to. And the players are the ones, you know, taking the biggest risk and everything going on. Um, there's a good chance. A lot of these owners are probably going to be um, in a suite by themselves or at home watching these games. And, and, and their, their risk is going to be very minimal. So, you know, if if you have a player that that wants to make his money, I think you should be able to. He should have that opportunity, and he should have opportunity to play. Um, but you know, hopefully, it's not a big issue. Hopefully, they're able to kind of work it out. Um, but I guess in the next coming days, we'll hear what happens, and and hopefully, they can come to an agreement and then kind of get this ball rolling even more. And that's discussing. Um, with the governments, individual state and federal governments. Um, you know, you got to talk to Canada too. I don't know how that's going to work out for the Toronto uh, Blue Jays. If, if, if what's Canada's situation with everything going on, you know, obviously I hear mostly about what's going on here in Southern California and the U S but I have no idea how Toronto or this Canada as a nation has, is dealing with it. So that's another issue that MLB is going to have to work with and try to figure out what's going to, what's going to happen with this. But yeah, I, I said it last week, and I still hope that we have baseball in July. Um, that's the fan of me. If you ask me kind of neutral, what do I think is going to happen? I don't see it happening, at least not on July 4th. That seems really soon in the June, mid-June um, spring training kind of deal. That is even sooner. So you got to think that, you know, you're not looking at July 1st or July 4th as the date. You're kind of looking at June 15th or June 20th where everything needs to start going. And, and that is approaching very, very quickly. And it just doesn't, to me, doesn't seem like a lot of time to um, get everything going and get everything moving. So that is definitely something that it's going to have to play out in the next couple of days. And with that, um, you know, I'm going to tell you now that Johnny and I will be back next week. Um, we are dropping this podcast or I am dropping this podcast a day early because uh, it is my wife's birthday on Thursday. So we're going to do a little thing around the house, um, dinner, cake and all that. And so uh, didn't feel right being pulled away from that, even if it is just for an hour during her uh, birthday. So, uh, so that's why I was dropping off, uh, dropping uh, a day early, but we will be back next week, Johnny and me, myself, and hopefully we will have more discussion about the deal or, or hopefully there will be a deal between the players and and the um owners but until then um we'll be looking out for that and another thing we're going to talk about next week which uh, i'm really interested to get your guys's feedback on um but unless you haven't really been paying attention there's a documentary series going on right now called last dance 
um, about the Bulls and, and the 90s and, and Michael Jordan's rise and all that stuff. So um, it's pretty cool to see all the access they got, you know, in the locker room with the, the players and all that stuff. So I kind of put it out there to Johnny and I'm kind of putting it out to you guys. And we're going to talk about this next week. If you could have that kind of access to any team in baseball history, any team in baseball history, it doesn't have to be Angels related, but um, any team in baseball history, what team would you want that kind of access to? It can be some, it can be those Steinbrenner, Billy Martin, Yankee teams that seemed like it was just constantly crazy. It can be the Daryl Strawberry, um, Dwight, Good, Dwight Gooden, um, Doc Gooden, um, Met teams. I mean, that seems like a crazy time. So that's what we're going to put out to you guys. We kind of want to hear what you guys have to say about it. What kind of team would you want that kind of access to? Um, any team in baseball history and Johnny and myself will talk about that next week on top of um, if there's any new news with the player association and the ownership um, proposal, hopefully by then there'll be more news out. Hopefully by then there'll be more of a certainty as far as what's going to happen with baseball. But until then, um, I, I suggest you guys to follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter at Halo underscore Haven. Um, you know, we're posting our thoughts about all this stuff, and we'll, we'll do we'll definitely do an Instagram live next week as well, um, talking about everything that's going on with baseball and, like I said, with uh, the Last Dance type of documentary for a baseball team. So um, definitely check it out. Again, any questions, comments, concerns, uh, email us at allangelspodcast at gmail.com. We do have an email today, but I'm going to save that one to next week. And I want to get that Johnny's perspective on it, but um, definitely is never too soon to do that. Follow us there. Follow us, um, you know, the podcast again, uh, iOS users, Apple users, please rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, help us out, spread the word. And if baseball's coming soon, people are going to start wanting looking for angels podcast. And we're hoping that this is the podcast they go to first. Um, there's a lot of other good podcasts out there, but you know, me being a competitive kind of guy, I always want to try to be number one. So we're hoping to, to expand um, our brand, hopefully to expand our uh, reach and uh, be that number one. So until next time, I am Daniel Garcia, and you've been listening to the All Angels Podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. 
Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past. And the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.